0: Welcome to the Pharma Sales and Tech Podcast. Join Artem, Stefan, Ruslan, and Chris as we explore the latest trends and developments in the pharmaceutical industry with a focus on sales and technology. From cutting edge innovations to practical tips and strategies, our expert guests will provide valuable insights to help you stay ahead of the game. Tune in to stay informed, inspired and connected with the world of Pharma Sales. Hello ladies and gentlemen, today we have an amazing guest. His name is Thomas Iglesias. Thomas is the co-founder of Dubia and he's an active influencer in the digital health space. Thank you for joining me today, Thomas.
1: Thank you Stefan for the invitation and like super super glad to be here.
0: Amazing. So you are coming from the digital health team and you work with pharmacies and pharma. Tell
1: me what your company doing. We are a digital health marketplace. What we actually do have around 114 health apps affiliated to our platform. And we help them reach their end users. Like uh, these may be patients, physicians, uh, other apps, like pharmacies, companies, hospitals. And that's what we do. Our main goal is to help everyone have access to healthcare via digital apps and cell phones.
0: Okay. So you're quite advanced in terms of like tech, right? Because you work with you know
1: marketplace. How do you take your relationship with pharma? Like if you could explain that. We've helped the different pharmaceutical companies here in Mexico mainly like given like consulting services like how to jump to the digital world or how to take advantage of all the digital apps. To improve their revenue, you know, they have been like exploring new business opportunities. And since we have like, well, more than a hundred apps and we actually help these apps reach their end user, a lot of pharmaceutical companies have reached out like, Hey, help me get in touch with these companies, or how would you recommend an approach with this digital pharmacy so they can sell specifically my products or how can I promote my products or my new product through this platform? That's our main relationship with the pharma company.
0: What would you say? Since you work in the digital health pharma, what would you say are the latest like trends, technology investments that will help you like say, a break?
1: Well, the name of the game all comes down to a critical mass of users, you know? Like, it's mainly trying to reach end users. Here in Latin America and in Mexico mainly, we don't have a good health culture, you know? Like, people by themselves do not go to the doctors and do not buy a pharmaceutical products. Actually, like, 70% of Mexicans still prefer to use like natural products. The technologies that have been impacting and have been approached by by the pharma industry are the ones that have direct contact like B2C markets, like direct to consumers. You know, just imagine like the pharmaceutical provider provides to the physical pharmacy, And you Mm -hmm. have a limited amount of population you can sell to. Making Mm -hmm. that jump to the digital pharmacy that, well, they're virtually everywhere. Like they can deliver everywhere in the world. Well, in each country they have like, when they manage to make an alliance with these digital apps, they have managed to grow their revenue like times 10 or a hundred, you know? And it's just like numbers. It's a numbers game mainly. Since you're in the tech space, what would you say pharma companies can do to use like data and to improve their sales efforts, their marketing? Yeah, well, it's super interesting. I was actually preparing a class for another course of data analytics in health. The Mm -hmm. pharma companies, they have a lot of data to consume, you know, like mainly what kind of, of treatments are the people buying? Like what's the prevalence of different diseases, you know, like since 2020. Well, we all know uh, about this little bug called COVID. All these treatments for the higher respiratory system have been like on the spotlight, you know, like many people now actually know what Tylenol is. So this has been like quite amazing. The tendency of the people and how it has changed after COVID, how people are reacting more quickly, like, I don't know, If I start like with a runny nose, I'm not going to wait for like, it's going to go away. I'm not going to do anything. People are actually like immediately going to the pharmacy and acquire a product, you know, so I think that's going to be the trend like for the next years. like how fast people are now acquiring the product. And with these new technologies, so like the AIs, like ChatGPT and Bard, the one Google announced, it's going to be much faster how people just like run some symptoms and they are going to consume, acquire and consume a pharmaceutical product. So, yeah, I think they're going to have to measure like the time from the first symptom to the first buy. And after that, you know, tendencies like, again, let's hope we don't have another worldwide pandemic, you know, but like different countries have different mix and endemic diseases. I think they're going to start like paying much more attention to each endemic disease to size the product sales. end.
0: Gotcha. That's interesting. So, would you say, since you're dealing with digital health, which is, I would say, more advanced in terms of channel, more. And Sanaji, would you say that regulated
1: pharmacy is, is like in terms of like how they approach relationships? Well, for me, it was like, I can now like tell you simply, but we took a while to develop the patient journey. Everybody's calling it the patient journey, you know, someone wakes up with a headache today. And what's going to be the one's journey to reach the pharmacy and take the treatment? Because we have to have the patient and the patient has to have some symptoms. I always recommend speaking to a healthcare professional before anything, you know, do not auto-medicate. You speak to a healthcare professional, this healthcare professional provides a treatment and Mm -hmm. then the treatment, you have to go to the pharmacy to buy the treatment. Depending on the disease, you're going to be like buying it many times or just one time, you know. How does the pharma industry fit or it's directly on this path? They have begun to digitalize this and like the end part. One has a smartphone. Stefan knows there are some apps where he can actually call a doctor and tell him about his symptoms. And the doctor might even send the prescription via an electronic media, you know, like WhatsApp or email. Stefan then goes to the pharmacy. Here in Latin America, we have this barrier where pharmacies are still not accepting prescriptions. There is a law that they are like legal now. Mm -hmm. The pharmacies are still like quite behind like on the education and the preparation of their personnel you know so Mm -hmm. right now the pharmacies have to make this some of them are making it and because they are the final link in the chain of the patient journey so that's they have begun exploring that like hey what can I do to affect or be on top of mind since the beginning. Since Stefan has the headache, how is he going to think about CVS? How is he going to think about Walgreens before thinking about the doctor or after speaking with the doctor, telling him, hey, can I go to a CVS, to a Walgreens? You know, That's mm-hmm. how the pharmaceutical is fitting right now in the digital health industry. Gotcha. What do you think their biggest challenges are? And maybe how would you overcome them? You mentioned before that it was a hard market, like let's try yeah. to the pharma people. I can speak from the Latin America point of view. Sure. Like, I know that the US market is quite different, and maybe we can have time to speak about what Mark Cuban has created and how it, it's changing the pharma industry. But here in our country, we have like large chain pharmacies, you know, mm-hmm. like the local ones. Some of them are still living on their brand name, like the brand that has been existing in like the last 60, 70 years. So people are still going to them. What's happening? These brands are having still like high prices. And sometimes they don't even have like the right treatments, you know, that they have made like some, I think, well, decisions. So they have specific providers. Now that we have like digital pharmacies, like again, a digital pharmacy is a virtual pharmacy where you just go into an app or a web page and just order your treatment and it's magically delivered to your home. You Mm -hmm. can pay in cash, in credit card, and like you can pay in monthly installments, you know, it's like amazing. So Mm -hmm. right now, large pharmacies are lagging behind, you know, they're losing a small amount of market against digital pharmacies. They have begun to step up like large pharmacies I mean they have created their own apps like their own mobile apps and everything But still, they can do a lot better with these digital apps, you know. They are still operating in an archaic system that works. I mean, there's this uh, saying, if it works, well, don't fix it. Like, people are still buying. But people might have begun losing their trust in the pharmacies, and more and more, uh, even so, because recently it has been, like, let known to the public that pharmacies were actually, like, using our data without our consent, like, physicians' data and patients' data without any kind of consent. Like if me, Tomas, I gave a prescription to Stefan, you went to this pharmacy to buy this treatment. The next thing is that information about me prescribing and you receiving this treatment uh, without your consent or approval was sent to laboratories and other companies. So it was like, that's not quite legal, you know? And people have begun losing a little bit of trust. And I think the only way that, that pharmacies are going to keep on growing, or not to say that they're going to like, like go bankrupt anytime soon, like to support themselves with the small players, like with the digital pharmacies, you know, digital pharmacies have this limited amount of coverage they can give, you know, like just imagine they have like three to five delivery guys. So we can only deliver three to five treatments per hour. Yeah. So they're going to have to work with the big pharmacies and the big pharmacies with the digital pharmacies to expand the reach everybody's going to win. Mainly the patients are going to win, you know? Like, if we have a better service and if we have more competitions, we're going to have a better price. The other part is what Mark Cuban created that it's quite amazing, you know? Let's talk about that. I would like to discuss it in more detail what Mark Cuban is doing. It's amazing. I mean, when I first heard of it, I don't think... He's going to be able to do it, you know, because the pharmacy industry, well, it's quite regulated. Let's not call it like, I mean, there are companies that have been forever, you know, and they know the markets and they know the prices. They set the prices. So with this new thing Mark Cuban created, like just. Being transparent about what the prices are and giving accessible treatments to people. I mean, it's amazing, you know, it's like the challenge of reaching the end user. I think he has spent like zero dollars in marketing. It's ridiculous, you know, like just giving a great product, just explaining his mission and just being transparent has allowed them to reach like 10,000 users per month, like 10,000 new users per month. Without having to spend any kind of ads. So,
0: Thomas, let's discuss more detail like what exactly, because I'm not sure if all our listeners know about
1: like what Mark Cuban, what sort of innovation he's done. Well, yeah, he created this new digital where you can order your treatment and he just shows you the real price and Mm -hmm. the different prices that are on the market. And the different players and the different situations that have elevated each price, you know. Mm -hmm. He just puts it like, you go to the website, it just works in the U.S., search for each treatment you need. And he just puts you like, this is the price of creating the treatment. And these are like the delivery fees. This is what you're going to pay, you know, with us. This is with the competition. And he shows you like the same price of creation and all the intermediary prices, fees that elevate the price to the thousands of dollars. So that's what Mark Cuban created. It's amazing. And I really think it's going to change the whole pharma industry. That's amazing. Do you think it's possible to launch such a service in Latin America? Oh man, one can only hope. I mean, here in Latin America, it's quite different, but one can only hope because many people here do not have access to healthcare services or treatments because of high costs and prices, you know? So yeah, it would change the whole scenario of healthcare in Latin America. So I would like to hope it's possible. I would like to help, like if it's possible to install something like that. But yeah, we have to wait and see. I have one last question for you. Let's
0: say who advices to pharma people, right? So people working and doing business for pharma. What advice would you give? Considering your experience with startups, with digital
1: health. Well, what has worked for us, it's literally like honesty transparency you know and Mm -hmm. what does this involve again i'm a physician so i treated patients and the art of treating a patient it's somebody once called it it's like the most scientific art or the more artistic science there is you Mm -hmm. know like the patient like treating a patient it's quite challenging like dealing with a disease like when someone goes to see you it's not always for something good you know like most of the times they say i'm not feeling great hey i have cancer I need this treatment, somebody close to me is sick, you know, nobody goes to see a doctor just to have a good time. You know, it's like not a lot of people. I learned during my medical training, the importance of being transparent and honest. Not most of the time people appreciate honesty, like, hey, Stefan, like your headache, it's going to need more studies. It's not a normal headache. And we might be thinking it might be something dangerous. You're not going to take that honesty quite well, you know. But it's better to be honest than to like, hey, Stefan, don't worry about it. Just go do this. In the digital health industry, it's quite the same, you know, like I have to reach like since we are a marketplace, we have to reach end users being patients, doctors, and hospitals. And at the same time, I have to deal with the clients like the digital health apps. I have Mm -hmm. to maintain honesty and transparency all the time. Like for a physician, like, hey, are you looking for an electronic record? Yeah what are you looking for? This and this and this characteristics. So the ones we have in the marketplace, this and this can cover these two, but they are not going to be able to cover like these other characteristics. Instead Mm -hmm. of lying to their faces, like, yeah, yeah, you're fully covered. Yeah, just go do it. Patience the same, you know, like, hey, the first consultation through this app, it's going to be free. But after that, it's going to have a cost of $20 per month, you know? Oh, okay. Well, thank you for letting me know. The digital apps, the same, you know, like, What we do and what we help, we are exposing the brands, thousands of people. We we have a presence in 26 countries in Latin America right now. We have more than 50,000 new visitors per month. So I'm telling like, yeah, we are going to expose your brand. I can't assure you any sales conversion because that's really up to you. Most of them don't quite love it. Like some clients are like, Hey, no, I'm looking for a service. That's gonna like, that they, they can give me for sure sales, like a conversion of sales, you know? And I'm like, Hey, to be honest, I'm not that guy. I'm going to be the one that's going to put you in the eyes of people that might be interested, but I cannot assure you, you're going to have a conversion of sales. That's my advice for everyone in the health industry. As hard as it is, you know, what again, what Mark Cuban did was a harsh truth, was transparency, was honesty like, hey, guys, this is the real price. I'm going to charge you four extra dollars because I have to send your medication to Wisconsin. Well, that's it, you know. Try to be transparent. People nowadays are more, more and more informed after COVID. It became a little quite more challenging to be a physician because people like call you like, Hey, I'm feeling sick. Oh yeah. Well, tell me your symptoms. You check them. And they are like, when they reach the consultation, they have studied a lot of the case and Hey, I read in Google about this this and this and this and this and this, and why are you discarding this? So it became a little more challenging. So right now my advice is be honest, be transparent with everyone, with your clients. If you're a pharma provider, be fully transparent with your clients. Like, Hey, this is happening. This is the treatment. You're going to have to change every six months. You're going to have to renew our deal and everything. For us, honestly, like our secret the recipe has been to be honest with everyone. Like the whole ecosystem just needed honesty. And again, sometimes people don't take it like, like quite, but most of the time they're like, hey, I appreciate your honesty. So I'm going to think about it and I'm going to make a decision based on your honesty. So that's mm-hmm. my advice. Thank you for your advice. What I'm saying is that for me,
0: it's really hard to get the pharma leaders in the podcast because there is not enough transparency. They are afraid to talk. So usually I would say that transparency is something that pharma necessarily needs to work on. And not from a best-in-point. There are a lot of good leaders out there. There are a lot of good companies who do a lot of good stuff. But, you know, the, the corporate laws and my fear of being judged by how they the negative perception towards pharma is being formed. So thank you, Thomas, for the interview. It was amazing and I wish you good luck with the Zubia. Thank you, Stefan, and thanks a lot for the invitation.